Thank you for joining us on Community Focus this morning, where we look at the issues that matter in South Florida and the people and organizations that are making a difference. The Kiwanis of Little Havana have been literally changing lives of young people, young adults, adults, and seniors for more than 30 years as an official foundation, and even longer than that as a community organization. And I'm so excited to let you know everything they're doing and how we've been doing things that we didn't even know were tied to the Kiwanis. To tell us about it, the president of the Kiwanis Club of Little Havana, Alex Perez, thanks for talking to us. Thank you so much for having me. It's uh, truly my pleasure. I mentioned to you when we first got on the call today that I had no clue how much Kiwanis of Little Havana has done in South Florida, nor did I know that Kiwanis of Little Havana are responsible for Calle Ocho, which, you know, I grew up here. So that's such a part of my life. And finally, understanding the connection and everything else that the foundation does in the community has been incredibly enlightening, and I'm so excited for you to tell us about it. How did the Kiwanis of Little Havana come together in the first place? It actually has a pretty interesting story where this group of, of gentlemen got together and just wanted to, you know, basically introduce the other, the outside part of, of South Florida slash Miami back then, what Little Havana, and that at that time, that community was predominantly Cuban. A lot of individuals that had been here for a very short duration of time, but they did want to introduce themselves to the rest of the community. And this concept of Open House 8 came up where, you know what, let's just invite, have an open street party. There were a lot of businesses that lined A Street at the time. And let's just open these doors up and have, you know, our food and our music and just invite everybody from the surrounding areas to come and enjoy it with us. And that's kind of how that went into Open House 8 that quickly transformed into Cayocho a few years later. Which is now like one of the largest Hispanic festivals in the world. And certainly I remember the year that you created the largest conga line and set a Guinness World Record. And for anyone who's been here long enough to remember, I remember when it was just a, you know, a little event. And then the first time we went with the radio station, I was just blown away because it was not a little event and it kept growing. And so now it's from Southwest 12th Avenue to Southwest 27th Avenue because you just had to keep enlarging it because more and more people kept showing up. And it's just one of those huge festivals that people will travel here for and people will drive. They don't care. They want to be in the thick of it. And we're going to come back to Calle Ocho and the entire series of Carnival Miami events. But I want to talk about the impact that you've made first on everyone in the community, really, with your programs for children, scholarship programs for students going to college, uh, supplying school supplies for kids, summer camp for free. Let's not forget the Thanksgiving project where you provide meals to senior citizens. I mean, there's so much depth in what you do. How did it become a foundation and when did you get involved? The projects have been phenomenal. I think, uh, you know, the, the goal of Kiwanis as an international organization is obviously to help children. I think the, that's been the focus of our efforts the entire time. Um, we have our, our basketball league that has uh, 9,000 plus inner city children have actually participated in that. The Toy for Every Child and Reyes Magos projects, uh, over 250,000 children have received toys and bicycles through our programs. We have the Adopt-A-Family project, which we also do during the holidays to make sure that those severely underprivileged families receive a meal and some of the necessities, maybe some just basic gifts for the holidays. We have over a thousand families that have been you know, through that. 
We have scholarship programs. We have 500 plus students that are receiving full ride scholarships to Florida colleges and universities. And then we have our summer camp also. It's completely free, again, serving those underprivileged families that would, you know, if that child didn't have the summer camp, it might impede on those families' ability to go to work during the day. So we provide that completely free of charge take them on field trips and all that. We've had uh, over 6,000 kids that have benefited from that program as well. And it's a uh, safe space for them too, while the parents are at work. A hundred percent. A lot of the basketball coaches are our volunteers. By the way, the, the actual Kiwanis organization is made up predominantly of volunteers. We may have four or five staff people that actually run, you know, the accounting and some of the basic back office stuff. But for the most part, the executable part, the actual time and sweat equity that's put into the events that that people are familiar with is all done by volunteers with just that main goal of just helping out the community. Um, We do not receive a dollar of compensation for anything. We do get together, have a lot of fun uh, together. I think we're like-minded individuals that come out for a great cause, and I think that's what makes the organization so great. But at the end of the day, it is a lot of, it's a labor of love, and I think that's what makes the event so great. It's so apparent that when you talk about these numbers, you know, having free summer camp, and serving 6,000 children in 30 years. I mean, the numbers are amazing. $3 million in scholarship funds to state colleges. What are the requirements for anyone who's listening, if they have a junior or senior who's looking at going to a state college? What are the requirements and how would they apply for a scholarship? Our scholarships usually happen uh, during the same time of the year, right when we're coming out of this springtime and getting into a regular enrollment. The, the committee that's assigned to this will review all the applications. We normally announce it on our social media channels and through the Kiwanis Club's website. So th- that's always easy to see and spot. There are really no requirements. Um, we do ask that these individuals that receive it are not receiving another scholarship. Um, that way, you know, we're, we're trying to affect those that are most needy. So and if you're giving that. a full ride, then... Right, yeah, correct. Okay. And we want to make sure that that person isn't already benefiting from another scholarship because we feel we're just taking away from somebody who might really need it. Right. Um, our criteria is also not the strictest. A lot of times we say, look, that person that doesn't have the perfect grades but has the perfect desire to do it, we'd rather have that individual come and, and apply because our goal is just to really actually get somebody through school. It doesn't have to be the, the 4.0 or the perfect student. It's just somebody who really wants to get an education and wants to better their life. And, and again, we're just looking to help out those that are most needy. Have you had students come back to you when they finished their four years of college on the full ride scholarship and say thank you and tell you what they're doing now? Several. We actually have, again, we primarily do the scholarships here for Florida State uh, universities and colleges. We actually made an exception many, many years back, an individual that was, I think, going to medical school. So he really, really wanted to go to UM. Uh, We did approve it. He did get his four years there. That's the part we covered. He ended up going on to have a great career. I think went to Harvard Med and ended up becoming an oncologist at a very high level, very successful and came back I would say within the last five years, I remember that he came to one of our board meetings and said that had it not been for us, even giving that exception of being able to go to UM, he would have never, ever ended up where, he, where he's at. Um, so <laughs> those, are the ma- those are the magical stories you want to hear. Yeah, you must feel so good when you hear something like that, when you see the kids out at the basketball league. And, you know, I understand that it's not just a sport, the way you're teaching it. They're learning the skills. They're also learning about team play and partnership and to get along with others. And that's such a critical thing to teach people, especially nowadays when we've had a very divided country 
So knowing they have somewhere to go that's safe and knowing that they're learning how to get along with each other is a huge impact on our community. Um, And of course, providing the kids with school supplies, that's an enormous amount of money, $250,000 worth of supplies every year. Yes, thanks to the the Marlins have been a very good partner of ours for the back to school project for many years. It really, really does make a difference. Uh, our sponsors do make a big part. Wells Fargo has also been a part of that. So I think that's the other part. Uh, you know, we we are obviously there to I guess activate and and provide a lot of the logistics and the details of it. A lot of our community partners as well come in and give us some of that monetary support that really, really makes a difference. So we'd love to grow this scholarship program to bigger and higher feats. It's just everything comes down to something very simple. It's how much we can fundraise, which is why people notice and, and I guess recognize some of the events so much because that really is a big branch of our fundraising. Okay, we're going to get to that in a second. But for anyone who has a business or just has money they'd like to give you, what's the best way to donate it? I think the easiest thing is our club is, you know, we've we've had a brick and mortar facility there for quite a while. Uh, Just reach out. You can contact Kiwanis Club of Little Havana. We have a a sponsorship and sales manager there at the office. His name is Luis de Varona. Uh, you can reach out to Lewis anytime and just say you're interested in supporting the cause. And I'm sure we can find whether it's something you want to actually have where you you get attention and, and have traffic driven to you or whether it's just a donation. We do have uh, individuals who've come throughout the years and basically said, I want to have a scholarship. I want to support uh, just, you know, the, the one cause and, and remain anonymous. So we we have the wide that's the beauty of being a foundation. We're, we're, gen- we're genuinely there to act as such and, and be able to receive those donations and those contributions. And would they call the Kiwanis of Little Havana Foundation or go to the website? The easiest phone call is 305-644-8888, and you'll be able to get through and, and somebody will help you there. Our website is carnivalmiami.com, which is also pretty simple to remember and basically get through. So one way or another, you'll be able to reach us easily. All right. So talking about Carnival Miami, obviously, this is another way that you fund a tremendous amount of what you do. And I know first there was Calle Ocho or before you mentioned the Open House 8, then it became Calle Ocho. Now it's an entire series of events, Carnival Miami, which kicks off one week from now. Next Saturday and Sunday is Carnival on the Mile. And I remember being so excited when you first started doing this on Miracle Mile because it had been through a phase where stores had closed for a while. And I think that you are probably partially responsible, if not completely responsible, for the rejuvenation of Miracle Mile and bringing it back to being a really cool place to go with cool restaurants and cool stores and places where people can sit in people watch or just sit outside and have a drink and watch, relax, enjoy, shop, listen to music. Really remarkable. And so you've got two days worth going on at Miracle Mile next Saturday and Sunday. What can people expect? I think that that event is just, it's perfect for the city beautiful, as they call it. I think the the Gables provides a unique opportunity with Miracle Mile, the way it's set up. We have stages. It's basically Latin jazz, funk, a lot of like cool music where you can bring the family, just stroll around. We have over 100 artists with uh, unique pieces there from sculptors to painters, photographers. You can come out there and pick up some very, very nice artwork from all over the U.S. It's not just local. Um, we'll have some art and crafts, some some artisans out there as well that provide goods. Uh, a couple of little food courts so you can grab a quick bite to eat, but mostly the music is nice. 
We always have very good beverages as well, just in case somebody's thirsty. Um, we actually have a kid's nook as well, which is basically catered entertainment for the younger portion of the family. So it really, really has, I think, everything you'd like in, in one of those festivals where you can walk around uh, with the family, enjoy your day and, and just take in music, culture, art. Just ha- it, It's all encompassing. And for the family, it's free. There's no charge to just go ahead and stroll on Miracle Mile. So, that is correct. <laughs> that's, the, that's the beauty of our events, especially the festivals. We make we basically pride ourselves on being able to, to provide this to the community at no cost to them. It's amazing. I mean, the, the total amount that you've given to the community in goods and services and actual dollars is more than $10 million since the foundation began. It's um, a, a heck of a track record. Do you still have openings for people who would like to have a booth? We're going to be there or sponsors or bands. Is it too late or, you know, is there room for people to still get involved in helping to sponsor the event? As far as sponsorship goes, we normally will go right up to event. The the good thing about having a street festival is the layout's a little flexible. So there's always a, a spot or two. Again, I think the, the main sponsorships and the main spots are already pretty covered. I think the Artist Village is pretty sold out. As far as the talent lineup as well for the bands, that's also something that's already booked. It takes a while to put that together. So we already have that kind of ironed out. But like everything else, being a small local organization, there's a lot of flexibility. If somebody really is interested, where there's a will, there's a way. We try to accommodate everybody as much as possible. It's so funny when you talk about being a small organization because your impact is that of an enormous organization, Um, you know, way beyond what you would think of when you say, oh, we're just a small organization. And either you're very humble or just very effective at what you do. (laughs) Um, Um, I've always said it. We have five or six full-time employees at the office. That's it. That's the it. rest is literally volunteer driven. So the other 50, 60, 70 depends, like everything have been flows. So there's some years you have a lot more participation. I hate bringing up the pandemic, but it really did have an effect uh, on volunteerism. Yeah. Uh, you know, when, when people didn't have the ability to go and, you know, this, this is at the end of the day, a volunteer organization where we get together weekly or every once in a while, everybody kind of figures out what we're doing. So when, when that basically came to a stop it uh it takes a while to build that back up so we're now in that in that process of getting back to where we were with our events and with our with our volunteers well we're certainly going to encourage our audience to come and participate in everything because there's something going on pretty much every week between march 4th and march 19th so right after carnival miami you go into the domino tournament and i this is so such a cultural icon, the Domino's Tournament, and I just love that you're doing it three days worth. How does someone get to participate? This is the, I think, the Domino Tournament of Domino Tournaments. It is actually there at Domino Park in Little Havana, which is very famous right next to the Tower Theater. Uh, We do have it organized, so there is a way, I think, to register. But for the most part, these are elite domino players. This is not, uh, you know, just you getting together with the, with your friends on the weekend. Uh, they, that's why it is three days, because these are diehard uh, players that, that sit there for three days, battling it out so we can crown a, a true champion of dominoes for the year. So this is not at all like when I get together with friends and we have a few drinks and play Mexican dominoes. That, it, it's, it's, it may be close, but it's not quite. It's, this okay. is, these guys These guys are serious. Everybody there is very focused. They've always said, you know, you can tell that uh, the true domino player doesn't speak. 
They, they can tell each other things by just looking at each other. And this, this is that kind of place. Now, can people come and watch or does that interfere with their concentration? No, at all. It's a public park. Again, I, I, I th- it's, if you've been there, the park is, is kind of small, Domino Park itself. But, but around it, there's a sidewalk. There's another little courtyard area. So people are ob- obviously welcome to, to come by, stroll around and see how it's done. Uh, the capacity is, is actually limited, though. Okay. All right. Then the next day, March 9th, the Golf Classic. This is a big yes. deal. It's a huge deal, and it actually happens to be the last golf classic we're going <gasps> to have at Mel Reese. Okay. Because that golf course is, is going to be converted into something else here in the near future. So sad. It's going to be sad that that golf course that's meant so much to us, it's actually one of the uh, the only public golf course in the city of Miami. We're going to have to find a new venue for the following year, but this it'll 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 have its historic perspective for our club. Um, that event is is a great event. I think golf is is a wonderful way for you know individuals to have a, a good amount of time to talk chat. Uh, it's obviously a scramble format, so it's not too serious where there's not a bunch of pros out there. We're just going out there having a good time for a good cause and enjoy some good weather outdoors. So it's a great event. It is sold out again. Okay. <laughs> we've, we've had we've had a good year with participation, so we don't have foursome available foursomes available, but we still have T signs. If you want to advertise for your company or for, for your organization, you're more than welcome to reach out to us. We still do have sponsorship opportunities available. Awesome. Okay. And that phone number, once again, is 305-644-8888. And let's add in, if anyone knows of a golf course that's willing to donate their space for next year, let's put the word out now. You know, it does, does it have to be a public golf course if they're going to donate the space? At all. I, I think what we've what we've organized year after year is obviously we do need the golf course for the afternoon. We do the scramble format, shotgun format. And then we have some catering done, whether it's uh, we, we normally have an awards dinner uh, afterwards. So it's actually pretty standard for golf tournaments. So we're just going to that's what we're looking for. OK, so if you know of one or if you're in charge of one, if you own a golf course, <laughs> call 305-644-8888 and get together with the Kiwanis of Little Havana Foundation. Then we move on to the big deal, March 12th, Calle Ocho. So, yes, what, what the, can the... we say that hasn't been said? <laughs> Calle Ocho is always uh, it's near and dear to my heart. I think it, you know, it, it defines what. Miami uh, starts off as and 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 it's it's evolved a lot. It's it's grown. It's contracted. It's uh it's you know it survived the pandemic the way you know the way most of our events have. So I, I just think it's wonderful because it is it is inviting to every single person in South Florida and the surrounding areas. There is all kinds of food. There's all kinds of music. Um, and it's again just a fun day out in the sun. It's wide ranging, even from the ages. You can tell, you know, different stages cater to different types of music. So if you're particular to a genre that you want to, you know, go see, it's available. And I think that's that's a, a, a wonderful thing about that event. That and really all of your events, what I love is that they bring together people of so many different backgrounds. And when we say, you know, Kiwanis of Little Havana, I fear that people may perceive that you're strictly for Hispanics or strictly for Cubans, and that's not the case at all. You serve the community, and in particular, with your charity events, you're serving those who are in need, those who are coming from low economic homes. 
So, you know, your race doesn't matter. Your religion doesn't matter. The background doesn't matter. It's just bringing people together and they get to know each other. And and that's how we went from people having no understanding of what it was like in Cuba to, you know, offices having cafecito every afternoon at 3.05. You know, <laughs> and and that's, you go to a Dolphins game and, and you're going to order arepas. It's, you know, it's just part of our culture now. We we actually look at it as Miami being the capital of, of a lot of that, the global Hispanic community, because so much of it congregates here. Um, there's so much business being done from around the world. Yeah. And, and us being able to have these events here, obviously, we, we expect the, the different ethnicities, different groups to all attend. Uh, that's the that's the goal of it. Right. OK, so Calle Ocho on the 12th and then the 17th through the 19th, a brand new event. This is going to be amazing. Art on the Drive on Ocean Drive, Miami Beach. Yes. Art on the Drive. This is this has been it's it's one of those projects that came together really quickly. Uh, we couldn't have done it with the support of the city of Miami Beach. Uh, it's it's basically uh, going to come out. We have the three days. The stages here are designed to have uh, different music. We have a country rock type uh, stage on one end. Then we have something that's more modern with the uh, more ultra DJ type music that that'll ha- we'll have as well. And then we have another Latin jazz, funk, New Orleans jazz stage as well. So the music uh, is, is going to be very eclectic. We're trying to cover as many bases as possible with it. And it'll just be a nice day out on South Beach right at Loomis Park between 5th Street and 15th. Uh, people can come out again, another free event. We will have art and artisans out there as well with different goods. We have a kid zone built into it. Notice the, the kid zone theme. We try yeah. to have as many of those as possible just because we want our events to be very family friendly. Well, and that's your mission really is for kids. So it Correct. makes sense that everything you do would have some sort of kid orientation, barring the golf classic and the domino tournament, but they can certainly come and learn and watch. <laughs> um, Absolutely. Now, do you have room for more artists to come and set up at Art on the Drive? We absolutely do. Um, that we, we are also going through the office seat. The easiest way uh, to do that, again, is to call the 305-644-8888 number, and they can direct you to how the application is filled out, what the cost is, and, and, and basically assign you a spot. That event being new and, and coming together pretty quickly, it does still have some sponsorship opportunities and some artist participation opportunities as well. Are there particular kinds of artwork or just a general variety that you um, We basically, I think art, is, is it's, it's very hard to define art in a particular category. It's usually, you know, so we, we just we just want it to be somebody who's actually taking the time to put something together that they value, uh, you know. So it's, it's not we don't really have a, a strict we, we do have uh, or do, or as from a criteria standpoint, we definitely want it to be art. Not something that somebody, not a poster, or something that somebody's buying online and then reselling. And and not a banana duct tape to a no. piece of board. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 reserved for a different type of events. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, anyone who was around for Art Basel a couple of years ago knows exactly what we're talking about. Um, and then. So it, this is three days worth. What are the hours each day? Friday is actually going to be interesting because Friday happens to be St. Patrick's Day as well. So <laughs> Friday we'll we'll kick off at 4 p.m. and and go through 10 p.m. Should be should be pretty fun. Saturday morning we'll do 11 to 10 p.m. 
And then Sunday, we'll, we're doing 11 to 8 p.m. Okay. And, you know, we've done a lot of work with the city of Miami Beach, and they just, they're so great at coordinating events and working with their vendors and with the organizations that are bringing people out. They always have their police department out to control traffic, you know, not, not to give you a hard time, but to make sure it's easier for you to find a parking spot or direct you to one of the parking lots. And then you get out and you stroll on Ocean Drive, and it's just magnificent. Of course, there are so many places to stop off and have a Cuban coffee if you'd like, or get a hotel for the weekend. You know, you can't beat that. You look out at the ocean, go downstairs, enjoy the festival, go back upstairs, relax. I I think I just convinced myself. (laughs) We'd love to have you. Come on. Well, we will be there with Cox Media Group at Carnival Miami, at Calle Ocho, and at Art on the Drive. Um, Very excited. This is going to be our first time participating with you, and I promise it will not be our last. You're stuck with us now. (laughs) It's a good thing. That's a good thing. Media is definitely something we rely on. That's what gets our message out. Uh, for years, you know, you said it, you might recognize the events, but don't know what's behind it. It's been the, the, the same organization the whole time. We've, we've just never really emphasized on, on trying to get our name out there. So everybody understands that this truly is a, a volunteer organization that's a, just out there with one very basic goal of helping underserved children as much as possible. Yeah, I have no doubt if you go to CharityNavigator.org, you're going to pop up with five stars. Because when you have no overhead, like virtually no overhead, all the money is going to where the donors want it to go. And the fact that as a foundation, they can specify, you know, I want my money to go for a school scholarship, or I want it to go for a meal for seniors, or I want it to go for a bike for a kid during the holidays. That's something really special that you can direct your money. And and I don't want to forget the final event that isn't until April 8th, but you know, you're expecting 4,000 some odd people to come out for soccer. Soccer five versus five. Yeah. It's a, it's a, this is, this is very unique in the sense that it's a different size field. It is five versus five as opposed to a full blown soccer team, but it's great participation. We have, uh, they're obviously by age groups, but, but it's, it's very competitive. You can see we have teams from all over the state that travel to the, to the tournament. We've had it for several years now. We recently moved. It was at a, at a park over in Kendall before. And I think, uh, last year we moved to Amelia Hart for the first time and it was a great venue. We had a great success there. So it will be at Amelia Hart Park again this year and registration for the teams. Uh, you can also find that on our carnivalmiami.com website. And, and register your team there and and come out and participate it is uh i've never i didn't realize it was so competitive but it's, yeah. it's kids youth soccer is very competitive nowadays oh yeah okay so carnivalmiami.com is really where you can find all the information about carnival miami you'll learn about the kiwanis club of a little havana foundation and also ways that you can participate and volunteer Because if something that we've said has not moved you in some way or hasn't sparked you, we just, you know, we are one big community here in South Florida. And I I don't like to have borders. You know, I don't like having county lines or city lines. We're just all one group. And um, that's what makes it such a unique place to live, a unique place for people to visit. And organizations like the Kiwanis of Little Havana Foundation are what make it truly special. Can't thank you enough for the work that you're doing. For volunteers, what kind of things do you need? 
Um, our volunteers basically start off a, a lot of times. It's been a word of mouth type deal where somebody comes in, a, a friend or relative, or uh, brings them in, and and it's we have a process for it uh, where they they basically, I, I guess the best way to describe it is they pledge uh, and they kind of learn the ropes for a couple of years, and then they're if they're still interested, they're offered membership after a couple of years. But it's a very unique club in that sense because we are a little more selective than some others. Uh, in, in, in just the participation aspect, because since we, we do, we, since we depend so much on the members and the amount of work we need them to do, that's always been one of our, our unique attributes. Okay. Um, choosing wisely. Alex Perez, president of the Kiwanis Club of Little Havana. Remember, you've got Carnival Miami starting next weekend with Carnival on the Mile. Go to CarnivalMiami.com to get all the info and to offer your services or be a vendor or a sponsor for any of these events that are not already filled, call 305-644-8888. Alex, thank you for everything that you're doing. And thank you so much. And we really appreciate the opportunity and we look forward to having South Florida come out and have a good time with us. Amen. And thank you for listening to Community Focus this morning. If you have questions about today's show or would like to suggest a topic, please feel free to email me at ellen.jaffe, J-A-2-F-S-1-E, at cmg.com. Join us again next Sunday for an all-new edition of Community Focus, and have a wonderful day. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.